Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this podcast. Today, we're going to be diving into a new car, as per usual, on Tuesdays. Except there is nothing usual about the car we are diving into today because... We are going to be talking about the Ferrari 812 Competizione and Competizione A Targa. Oh yeah. You know the Ferrari F12 TDF? Yeah, that but 812. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Right now. Ferrari has finally revealed the name of its special edition 812. Meet the new 812 Competizione and its open top sibling, the Competizione A. A is kind of a... Okay, that's just a little weird. The headline figure of the new Ferrari 812 Competizione is of course the horsepower, which gets an upgraded version of the naturally aspirated 6.5 liter V12 engine, producing 818 horsepower, instead of the super fast 789 horsepower, while revving up to a SHOCKING 9,500 RPM, NEARLY 10,000 RPM! It nearly revs to 10,000 RPM, this is a factory engine! Torque is actually slightly reduced from 529 pound-feet, or 717 newton-meters of torque, to 513 pound-feet, or 695 newton-meters of torque. Likely due to the fact that it revs higher now. The 7-speed, dual-clutch, automatic transmission comes with new software that further reduces shift times by 5%, retaining the same ratios with the regular 812 Superfast. Ferrari's new 812 Competizione models claim a 0 to 62 miles per hour or 100 kilometers per hour time in 2.85 seconds, while flat out they'll do over 211 miles per hour or 340 kilometers per hour. Now, I thought the 812 Superfast went just a bit above 211 miles per hour as well. So, how much further does this car go compared to the 812, assuming it actually does go further at all? To make a 6.5 liter V12 spin its internals at that speed, <laughs> what they mean to say is to make a 6.5 liter V12 tear itself apart that quickly without actually tearing itself apart. Ferrari redesigned many of its components, including new titanium con rods that are 40% lighter than those in the Superfast, and a new diamond-like carbon coating on the camshafts and the pins inside the pistons for reduced friction and more durability. The engine revisions also include a lighter and rebalanced crankshaft, while the intake now features variable geometry inlet tracks. Add to that the new exhaust system that, despite having a mandatory petrol per particulate filter for Europe, makes the Ferrari V12 scream as ferociously as ever. The new exhaust employs rectangular pipes mounted at either end of the bumper, making room for full-width rear diffuser, which accounts for 25% of the total increase in downforce over the regular model. The giant new diffuser works in perfect aerodynamic symmetry with the new full-width rear spoiler as well, guaranteeing the maximum downforce possible over the rear axle. The front spoiler features a massive passive mobile air aero system, which opens at speeds over 155 miles per hour or 250 kilometers per hour, stalling the diffuser and allowing the 812 Competizione to reach its top speed. Ferrari was able to improve the cooling flow management on the A12 Competizione without increasing the, the dimensions and weight of the radiators. The engine air intakes are on either side of the central grille, while the excavation of hot air was improved thanks to the vents on either side of the bonnet's new central blade and the louvers on the wings. One of the most eye-catching features of the new Ferrari A12 Competizione is of course the new rear screen, which, has, which here is completely closed, which means your rear visibility is non-existent freeing up space for some new aerodynamic solutions. 
These include three pairs of protruding elements that act as vortex generators in order to distort the flow and redistribute the rear axle's pressure field. Part of the flow is deflected towards the sides of the rear spoiler, boosting defor not deformance, boosting downforce and, improve and improving the efficiency of the diffuser. Ferrari says that these vortex generators guarantee 10% of the total increase in rear downforce compared to the superfast. Other go-faster components include Ferrari's latest slide-slip control version 7.0, an independent rear-wheel rear steering system with a new electronic management system that allows right and rear actuators to be operated individually. That just sounds insane to me. A set of bespoke Michelin Cup 2R tires wrapped in all carbon fiber wheels and more. Ferrari says that it was able to reduce the weight of the 812 Competizione by 38 kilograms or 84 pounds compared to the Superfast at 1,487 kilograms or 3,278 pounds or roughly Viper weight. Well, actually, it would be the Viper SRT with a track pack, track pack weight, but it's apparently at 3,000, well, 1,487 kilograms or 3,278 pounds dry, thanks to the new materials and components used in the drivetrain, running gear, and bodywork. While the new A12 Competizione and Competizione A models are described by Ferrari as dedicated to a very exclusive group of collectors and enthusiasts of the most noble of Ferrari traditions, they didn't reveal exactly how many of them will be produced. If the past is any indication, we'd say that the open-top Competizione, Competizione, Competizione A will be the rarer one, if you care for that sort of thing. Now let's move over to Road and Track for a little bit more information, a little bit more of a technical, not quite a deep dive, but more of a technical dive on the for the moment, engine specifications of the new Competizione. The engine is a heavily revised 6.5 liter version of Ferrari's F140 65 degree V12 that made its debut, that made its debut way back in 2002 in the Enzo! God, this engine is old! I'm, I can't believe this engine is that old. I really thought that the engine in the F12 and certainly the 812 was a new massive V12, but no, no, it's the same Enzo mill. My God! But I suppose this engine is just a heavily revised version of what was in the of what was in the 599 because the 599 actually had the Enzo mill in it just detuned, and so and I think in that car though it was a 6.3 liter V12, so for the F12 though probably the A12 they bumped it up to 6.5 liters and then obviously changed. I'd imagine darn nearly everything in the engine to get it to spin this quickly, but wow. So the F so the F. F140 started in the Enzo, was moved to the 599 but detuned, then was in the F12, and now it's in the 812 and the 812 Competizione. Wow! What a storied engine. Moving on though. Here though, it gets new titanium connecting rods, which we already knew about, and other internals finished with what Ferrari calls a diamond light coating or DLC. See, I don't like DLC because that just reminds me of video games and all the DLC that I never got its time. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Anyway, though, it does actually reduce friction, which we, which we heard about in the Car Scoops article. Ferrari reworked the V12's valve train to allow for higher revs, while a new smaller variable length intake system helps the engine breathe better. Peak power is at 819 horsepower, sorry, peak power is 819 horsepower at 9,250 RPM, and peak torque is 512 pound-feet of torque at 7,000 RPM. Naturally, the chassis gets a thorough rework to deal with the extra power and aero of the Competizione. The car has all of Ferrari's latest electronic driver aids, though more interesting is the rear-wheel steering system, which we just talked about. Unlike any other such system used in a road car today, the rear wheels of the A12 Competizione can turn independently of one another. 
Ferrari says this helps improve grip at the track, which seems useful in a rear-wheel drive car with 819 horsepower. Speaking of grip, the 812 Competizione uses Michelin Pilot Sport Sport Cup 2R tires measuring 275-35ZR20 up front, so the wheels are 20 inches the wheels themselves are 20 inches in diameter, and the width of the tires is 275. Out back, we have 315-35ZR20 out back. Okay, so you have 20-inch wheels up front and 20-inch wheels out back. That's I'm actually a little bit surprised by that. I guess I'm just used to Viper tires, though, where it's 18-inch in the front and 19... Or Viper wheels, where they're 18-inch in the front and 19-inch in the back. And then for the ACR, I think it's 19-inch in the front and 20-inch in the back. Those are the same tires used on the regular 812 Superfast and GTS, though obviously they're much stickier. As with all of these limited edition track-focused Ferrari specials, the Competizione is lighter than the 812 Superfast it's based on. Ferrari says 84 pounds have been saved overall thanks to those lighter engine internals and a stripped-down interior. Carbon fiber wheels are available as an option, and they contribute to an 8.1-pound weight savings over the forged wheels used in the Superfast. Ferrari quotes a curb weight of 3,501 pounds. Okay, so that's the wet weight. So it's 3,501 pounds with options, though it doesn't specify what those options are. No weight figure has been given for the Competizione A as of right now. And then there's the aero. It wouldn't be a Ferrari Special Edition without some crazy aerodynamics, right? The biggest thing is the new diffuser, which now extends the entire length of the car and incorporates the two exhaust tailpipes. Exhaust gases actually help increase downforce here, all of the blown diffusers of Formula 1 cars from the early 2010s. And on the coupe, the rear window has been replaced by a carbon fiber panel with a number of vortex generators. Performance figures for Ferrari are unsurprisingly, or sorry, from Ferrari are unsurprisingly amazing. 0 to 62 miles per hour in 2.85 seconds, which we knew about. 0 to 124 miles per hour, though, is dealt with in 7.5 seconds. There's a 211 mile per hour top speed, or just north of that and a 1 minute 20 lap of Ferrari's Fiorano test track. Around Fiorano, the Competizione is 1.5 seconds quicker than a Superfast, and just 0.3 seconds off a of LaFerrari. Whoo! God, you love to hear it though, especially because this is a naturally aspirated V12. They got within 0.3 seconds off a of LaFerrari. If this thing had proper racing slicks, it'd be there. It would be there. I love this thing so much for that. Ferrari says that the coupe will start at 598000 $598,567, and the Competizione A will start at, why is it, okay, the Competizione A will start at $694,549. Why is it nearly 100000 more just for not having a fixed roof? What the mess, Ferrari? Apparently, delivers will begin in, in Q2 or the second quarter of 2022, and, okay, that's for the coupe. For the Targa, that'll be Q1 of 2023. And yes, they're all sold out. Ah, why they gotta be all sold out? But why's it gotta be a quarter of a million dollars? That's the weight savings, the tech, and the engineering that went into the engine for you. That's why this thing is so stupid expensive. Just uber expensive. My god. If Unobtainium could be a car... Well, I suppose this wouldn't be it, but it's getting darn close. Jesus Christ. I really hope this makes it into a Forza game, though. I would love to drive this thing in a Forza game, or even a set of course as a mod. It would be ridiculous. And I don't know if you guys watched that video. There's a video flying around, actually, of this. I think it was at Fiorano. 
and it goes right up the way to the rev line. And just when you think it can't rev any higher, it can't possibly go any higher. It just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going right until the driver upshifts and the craziness starts all over. You just, it's unbelievable that an engine this big revs up to 9,500 RPM. You just can't believe it. It sounds incredible. I'll have to make a tweet, actually. I'll have to make a tweet about that because, holy, it's, it's insane. It is unbelievable how this thing revs to 9,250 RPM where it makes its peak power, but up to 9,500 RPM where it where you can't rev any higher. This thing, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. The only thing I wish is that this car was smaller, more like Viper-sized. That way, to me, it would be more reminiscent of the, or reminiscent of the old 250 GTO. Because to me, this is like taking like a 612 Scaglietti and then making it a track monster. Not that that's a bad thing. It's not. And it is, it is a supercar, but the Viper to me, because it's 175.7 inches long, so not that much longer than a Corvette, that to me is the true spiritual, especially with the Gen 5 of the way that it looks, that car is the true spiritual successor of the 250 GTO. Just because it's a small sports car with a huge engine in it. I, I say small, it's relatively small, but it's a supercar that's sports car size with a massive engine, whereas this is a car that's supercar size with a supercar engine in it. And that's not bad at all, that's fantastic. I just feel that if it was smaller, if it was lighter, if it was close to 3,300, 3,200 pounds wet with everything in it, maybe even 3,100 pounds, then it would be a, it'd be closer to what the old 250 GTO really stood for. Because this is taking a GT car and making it stupid fast, which is fantastic. But it's sort of like taking a Ford Mustang, like a GT, and then making it a GT500. There's compromises within that bodywork. There's compromises within the framework of that car that don't make it as fast as it could be. Or that hinders it from it that hinders it from being as fast as it could be. Because a Camaro is not the same thing as a Corvette. A Challenger, even though that's on the further end of the GT spectrum, is not the same thing as a Viper. Right? Ford could have a Corvette. They have room for it in the lineup. Some would say, well, that's where the Mustang slots in. No. Yes, but no. Because the Mustang still has some compromises of a normal car. A Corvette has less of those compromises. A Viper has, because it's a Viper, obviously, has even less of those compromises. And so, with the 812 Competizione, I feel that if it, again, if it was smaller, if it was rawer, if it was more Viper-sized, even though that might make it slightly, slightly less pleasant because there'd be less room to fit the bare minimum of necessities in it, I feel it would be, a, it'd be closer to a race car. Not that it's not already close to a race car, but that again, they've taken a GT car to its absolute limit and have done a splendid job of it. But the eight, okay, let me put it to you like this. The 488 and the LaFerrari, those are no compromise super and hyper cars. Okay, and obviously they're still relatively comfortable, but that, that is what they are, okay? The 812 is a really fast McLaren GT. It's like a really fast Roma, right? It's a, it's a Roma way sportier but it still is meant to be like a gt car like a roma it's a db it's a db11 super leggera not a vantage that's what i'm getting at the 812 is ferrari's db what is it db11 super leggera no no they call it the dbs super leggera now but yeah that's what this car is 
Whereas the DBS Super Legera would need like an AMR Pro to reach the level of this. But that, but yeah, a Ferrari A12 Super Fast, let's be accurate. A Ferrari A12 Super Fast is there, is Ferrari's Aston Martin DBS Super Legera. The Vantage, that is their front engine sports car. That's their kind of Viper equivalent, right? Well, the Vulcan would be a little bit closer just due to proportion and engines, but for the sake of the argument, we'll say the Vantage is their... The Vantage is their 911, right? The A12 is not Ferrari's 911. It's not their 911. This will be a GT2 RS competitor, but it's a GT car made to be that, rather than making their own version of a Vantage or a Viper and then taking it to that level. That's what I'm saying. I wish the 812 was more of a Vantage or a Viper taken to this level, rather than a DBS Super Legera taken to this level. Because if it was more like the Vantage or the Viper with a Competizione trim level, or special edition as it is, then it would be more akin to the 250 GTO. That's what I'm really trying to say. Though, for it being... For it starting off as a GT car, they have done an otherworldly job of making a track a track nuke out of a more out of a GT car. They've done a remarkable job of making a nuke out of a hammer, effectively. But anyway, what do you guys think of the A12 competition? Are you bored of it? Because it's just another Uber limited edition Ferrari that no one can ever possibly hope to attain because it is that, or do you love it because of the insane engineering and technology that's gone into it? Let me know. In any case, though, I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, then please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, I really do appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications. That way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have to want the pod be mobile app, hey, no problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all soon. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.